I want to say hello. Hey, well, today is Memorial Day 2022, and I decided to record the thoughts that was on my mind at this moment. I will be very brief. I wanted to say hello, first of all, to all of my listeners. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And there's another scripture in the Bible that says, I was glad when they said unto me, come, let us go into the house of the Lord. Sometimes we're going through things in our lives that are pleasurable, happy times. And sometimes we're going through things in our life where like, what in the world is going on? But one thing I want you to know is that God is with you wherever you are. Say that with me. God is with me wherever I am. Say it one more time. God is with me wherever I am. There's another verse in the Bible that talks about we're not to be afraid and we're not to be fearful. Now, will fear come on us sometimes? Of course, well, sometimes we feel a little nervous or anxious about things, but we're not to stay there. We're not to be stuck or paralyzed by those things. This is another verse, um, and I'm not, I might not be quoting it directly, but it says something along the lines in scripture that God, if God be for you, then who can be against you? Again, if God be for you, then who can be against you? Say that with me. If God be for me, then who can be against me? Another verse. If God is, let's see, and again, I'm pulling this from memory right at the moment. Let's see. God is with me. I will not, whom shall I fear? Or I will not be afraid. Um, you guys can look that up, but I'll go back and look it up too at that moment, at, um, in a moment. But it's something along the lines of, if God be with me, whom shall I fear? Or if God be with me, why shall I be afraid? That is a powerful verse to be thinking about. And I was meditating on that today. Um, there's times I read it before and it's like, wait a minute. If God, we talking about God of the whole universe is with me, he's with you, then what are we afraid of? Now, sometimes, and this is a little, little small training, and again, in some of the podcasts to come, we'll be talking about different topics, and definitely we're going to hit on that spiritual warfare and some of the things of prayer. Um, but this is a key principle to remember in the battle that I'll fight. And this is in Ephesians six, I believe it's 12 and 10. I don't have the scriptures right before me at the moment, but I know it's in Ephesians chapter six. And this is in the Bible where it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits, powers, and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, we are to put on the whole armor of God that we can stand against these battles that's coming against us. Um, I believe, yes, I believe it does talk about the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Some of the uh, weapons that we have in this battle, 
the shield of faith that we are to extinguish all the fiery darts of the adversary, the enemy, the things that come against us in this life. The buckle of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and I believe the feet shotted with the uh, preparation of the gospel. Again, we're going to all go back and study, but this is just something I decided to impromptu record. Just a couple of nuggets to remember that in this battle, you have God with you when you're on your job, the different things that's to come up that can sometimes make you feel down or discouraged, remember God is there. Talk to him. Talk to your daddy. Talk to your heavenly father. He wants to hear from you. He know anyway. But God is the master strategist and the master counselor. I know sometimes we call our friends. They may return your call, their call back, your call back, or they may not. Uh, sometimes you call your family as much as they love you, but sometimes they may not get it or understand that they got their life going on. And you say, who can I talk to? There is God. Now, of course, he uh, uses people in our lives, but sometimes, how many of y'all out there know, you can't always reach everybody. In fact, I think I called someone a couple of times and, you know, whatever they got going on, no hard feelings. But then I had to say, okay, God, you're here. <laughs> so remember, he's with you wherever you are. He's in this battle with you. You're not alone. One of the tricks of the enemy is he wants you to feel alone, that God doesn't care, that he doesn't love you, that he's not for you, that he's not with you, that you're a mistake. All these things that sometimes can get shot at your mind, they're all lies. They're all a, a trick and a scheme of the adversary to get your heart and spirit in the wrong place. But we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I believe that's in Romans uh, with the word of God so we can know what God says about us. And one thing I want you to know on this Memorial Day 2022, that God is in the battle. He's fighting for you. You're not alone. You're on the battlefield of the Lord and he has not left you without weapons again in Ephesians 6 of understanding where the battle is we're not wrestling against people even though these things uh, uh, sharp and nasty things sometimes come to people sometimes the enemy can I will say use people and, and, and even those people make those decisions to be insensitive to say things that's out of the way to be conniving to try to undermine you. All those things are very painful. But God is our advocate and he said, vengeance is mine, I shall repay. Oh, and yes, I'm saying it because the word of God says it and it's not always easy because we want to take matters into our own hands. There's times I know I felt like, okay, God. And he said, no. I said, this is painful. He said, but I got it. I see. Because whatever a man or woman sows, that shall he also reap. And we are to pray for our enemies. That don't mean you have to be having them in your house. That don't mean you have to be on the phone with them. But don't allow the adversary to get in your heart to become bitter and angry and mad. But you pray and you allow the Holy Spirit to heal you. Because that's why Jesus came to set the captives free. And he is near, the scripture says, the brokenhearted. Yes, he is right there with you right now. 
and you gonna come out of what you're going through even if it looks impossible even if it looks like god i've been here before why am i going through this again but you shall come forth pure as gold through the trials you're coming through and know that God created you for his glory and his purpose and he has a plan in fact in Jeremiah it says I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you and not to harm you to give you a future a hope and an expected end the adversary will use situations people things to make you think that God doesn't have a plan for you that God doesn't want to see you prosperous, that God doesn't uh, have any good blessings for you, but he does. And whatever he said concerning you, it shall come to pass. Say that with me right now. What God has for me, yes, say it with me. What God has for me, it shall come to pass. And I shall obey him. I will do my part. I will pray, I will trust in his voice, and I will be obedient to his will. You said all that with me? Okay, okay. Look, this is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Just just a couple of little thoughts on my mind that I decided to record. And I want you to stay tuned for many more episodes to come on this Power Pack um, podcast. We're going to have encouragement. We're going to have prayer. Sometimes we may even have interviews with others on different topics. And definitely feel free to be interactive if you want to leave a comment. And we'll have sometimes those open forums and things like that to come. I'm just excited to get to know you, my uh, my audience. Um, I'm here to be your friend, uh, 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 a counselor, as the Lord guides me now. <laughs> Whatever the words he gives me to speak of encouragement, exhortation, and to know that you shall come forth pure as gold. Also, I'm going to be a coach to some. However you see me, please stay tuned. Feel free to subscribe, share this with your friends and neighbor, and come back for more. Remember, God is with you. He is with you. Say that. He's with you. I shall not be afraid. And this is the last point I want to make, that when you're going through these trials and and certain things that's dealing with people and situations around you, remember to pray. It's a spiritual warfare. And I want you to focus on your assignment, that which God has called you to do. Find peace and grace in moving forward on those things that God has called you to do. And remember, the battle is in the mind. The scripture says to guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Don't allow every and everything to get in that heart. Don't allow people who are abusive towards you verbally, mentally, emotionally, in any form to continue to abuse you, to disrespect you. Don't allow that. You can love them from afar. You can love them up close, but don't open your spirit up to that. God hasn't ordained that. You pray for them. And then I know some of you may have that gift of mercy. 
and care and love. And that's an awesome gift and trait to have. But I want you to know you have to have boundaries. You have to know when someone is violating those boundaries, how to move on to let go and put out those parameters. And if they continue to violate those parameters, you have to be willing to walk away and know that nothing is sent from God to uh, hinder your destiny. All right, that's just the last little thought that came across my mind. Again, stay tuned to more episodes. A lot of times we will pro, uh, flow with the uh, order. We may have a some points, and then sometimes it might just be a prophetic flow where whatever um, is coming to me or God has given me at that moment to speak, I will speak because you never know who needs to hear what part of the message. All right, God bless y'all. Continue to pray for me, and I'll be praying for you. Love you. Bye-bye. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome today. Of course, you know I'm always ready to speak to my favorite people, you who are listening. Um, This is your favorite podcaster who's coming with your motivation and encouragement and inspiration as you walk on your journey towards God, as you go in your life and your families and your businesses. Just a little encouragement. Thank you for stopping in today. Well, I know you're wondering, what are we going to be talking about today? And I said we because we are a family. Um, We're going to talk about God's love. We're going to talk about loving God and receiving his love. And yes, you, you heard it right. I said loving God and receiving his love. Loving God is something we commonly hear you got to love God. But what does that mean? We're going to talk about it for a minute and then receiving God's love. How do we do that? Well, the Bible says God is love. And the scriptures also say that love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not keep it a record of wrong. It doesn't boast. It doesn't parade itself. It's not easily angry. It uh, considers others, and then it goes on to more attributes of love and what God is, um, who he is. And when we love God, Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commands. So the word of God gives us instructions of things to do and things not to do. And of course, Jesus was the only perfect one and he's the advocate, but he guides us and gives us the strength and ability to do those things God has called us to do. God said, if you love me, then obey my commands. So this is a way we obey God by at least striving to do what's right, to honor him, to honor his people, to be kind, to be nice, to Uh, not keep a record of wrong as the attribute mentioned about what love is, to be patient, to be gentle, to not be easily angry, but to forgive one another. 
Of course, if you lived any time on this land, you know we will offend people and people will offend us. And it's not always easy, but we have been commanded to forgive. And yes, we do, we do need God's help in that. But you can do it. Yes, that's right. You can do it. You can love. I can love. And we're going to receive God's love. Now, a way we um, receive God's love, we talked about loving God and how we love him. And that's through honoring him and keeping his commandments and doing the things he said. But the way we receive his love is by just believing what he said about us so many times we could have been uh, what we consider born on the wrong side of the tracks or have gone through things in life or made mistakes that we're not proud of or gone through things that will make us doubt or question whether God loves us but you must know today yes I said it You must know today that God does love you and he cares. Now, don't allow the adversary to use people and how sometimes this world can be mean and cruel and and dishonoring and deceptive and people can backstab and do things to you. And then the enemy, Satan, comes in to make you uh, to try to trick you to think that's how God feels about you. It's not so. God loves you and he cares about you. Say that with me. God loves me and he cares about me. Let's say it again. God loves me and he cares about me. No matter what's going on in my life at this moment, God cares and he loves me. And and the reason I say receive his love, because a lot of times we will say, oh, I love God. Oh, I'm going to do this for God. I'm going to minister to these people. I'm going to help the poor. I'm going to heal the sick. And those are great things to do. And those are ways of showing love towards God. But then if you are told that he loves and cares, there's so many people who feel God don't care about them and God don't love them. And the adversary will try to put that uh, depression on you, that guilt, condemnation of some sin or something you did, uh, or even uh, maybe something that you went through. Some some uh, force of darkness came against your life and, and did have some bad things happen to you. But just know this. God was there and he is here right now and he loves you and he cares and I want you to receive his love yes we are to receive his love he loves you and only want the best for you he only have great things in store for you yes great things in store you might have missed the mark you may have fallen down how many of you out there who have missed the mark can you think of things that you didn't always do right or you wish you would have did did a little different? I know there's some things I can think of myself that I had to say, okay, you know what? You did that or you didn't do that right. You could have did that a little different. But then you move on. You learn the lesson and you receive God's love. And the reason I shared a part of uh, my life is to say we're all on a journey together. We're all receiving 
this process of knowing who God is and, and loving him and receiving his love. I put those two in the same phrase because believe it or not, and if you've been in the church or if you've been around people that uh, talk about God or love God, that, oh, they could be doing marvelous works. But when you get up close and you go behind doors, they may hate themselves. They may not like themselves. And if that's you out there, I want you to get rid of that hate for yourself, disappointment in yourself, and receive God's love. That's right. How many of you, your children sometimes haven't done everything right? And you might have been mad at the moment. You might even had to correct them. But you still love them. Even when God corrects us sometimes, he still loves us. But I don't want you to mix up when God chastises us, when sometimes people are just doing wicked things against you or situations. Don't let the enemy trick you into thinking that when you go through certain things that God don't care about you. If God cared about you, why would you have gone through this? If God cared about you, why did, why did you lose the house? Why did you lose the car? Why did that person walk away? That's a trick from the enemy, from the adversary. God loves you and sometimes people do wrong. Sometimes people decide to allow um, Satan to use them to do wickedly in this land. Um, There are times when, um, you know, like let's say a person lose a child through a shooting. Uh, or sometimes these natural disasters come on the land and people die. I've heard people say, why did God do that? How could he be a loving God? He could have stopped that. He could have stopped that person from walking out. He could have stopped that natural disaster and all these people lost their lives. And then the devil tricks you to think that God don't love you. God loves you. Say it with me. God loves me. So that's going to be it for today. I want you to love God through your actions, through your deeds, kindness, giving, being caring, not being selfish, being repentful of of things that you know maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart and saying, lay this down or pick this up, do this. This is how you love God. Jesus said, if you love me, then keep my command. It's not just word coming out your mouth. You know, there's a scripture that says, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Don't just be a person that talk about, oh, I love God and oh, Jesus is this and that, but your actions ain't lining up. And remember, we might can see something, on the on the on uh, on the image that you put out there, but God sees behind closed doors. And I'll just give an example. For example, let's say you um you you come to work, you do your job, but then you go home and then you talk to your spouse all kinds of ways, and you think God doesn't see that, and you think He's pleased, or you go to work. Oh, you, you, you know, everybody see your charisma and, oh, this is a great man. This is a great woman. But behind closed doors, you're a liar. You're a cheater. You're a manipulator. Those things of your character, God wants to get rid of. 
And why? Because he loves you. He want to see you do good. And those are just two examples. But there's many, many more things out here. And Jesus didn't come to condemn, but he came to set you free. When the woman was caught in adultery and, and the people was said we should stone her, Jesus said, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Where are your accusers? But go and sin no more. He forgave her, but he also told her, don't do it no more. Don't go down this road. So God has come to love us. He cares for you. He has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life. And even when you have fallen down or look like you've gone the wrong path, it's all working together for the good. Just don't quit. Don't give up. Don't throw in the tile because there's more in store for you. Say that with me. There's more in store for me. Say it again. There's more in store for me. I am loved of my heavenly father. Say that with me. I am loved of my heavenly father. I didn't say just listen to me now. I want you to say it with me. (laughs) I am loved of my heavenly father. He will never leave me nor forsake me. That's in the word of God. Say it with me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. That's right. God loves you. He cares about you. Receive his love. Yes, I said receive that he loves you. Little old you or big you. With your flaws and all, God loves you. All right. I am so so motivated as you are tuning in to know that we are on a journey as we go forth in God. You're going to continue to be inspired. And I'm continually being inspired by you tuning in. I love you. I'm praying for you. Pray for me and let's pray for one another. This is the hour that we are to put God first. Get back to your first love. If you walked away, turn back to him. If you've fallen down, get back up. You can get up. You can get set free. Whatever the thing is that's trying to keep you bound, you can get free. Because if God can raise somebody from the dead, and he did, he rose Lazarus from the dead, guess what? He can raise you up out that circumstance that you're going through, no matter what it is. I love you. Stay focused and receive God's grace and his power today. In Jesus' name. All right. Stay tuned for the next episode. Come on back. Share this with your friends, your family, your neighbors, your co-workers. And just know that Jesus is Lord and you are closer to your purpose than you think. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. Hello, it's your favorite podcaster, and guess what? I'm talking to my favorite group of people, you, who are listening in and tuning in. And yes, remember to tell your friends, your family, your neighbors, all of them. Let them get some of this good stuff too. Get some of this good word that the Lord is sending down from heaven for both of us. Okay, well today, 
is was on my mind to talk about doubt and unbelief. Ooh, right? I know. <laughs> Just some of those tears that will sometimes try to grow up and cause us to doubt and waver in what we're believing or standing on, the promise of God. Well, whenever doubt comes, it comes to pull us off the truth of what we believe, what it is we're expecting or hoping. And the circumstances, whether it circumstances are surrounding what it is we're believing for is designed just for that. So that, you know, the Bible talks about any everything that's done in faith is what pleases God. And God is not pleased when we're in doubt and unbelief. This is a faith walk. Now, the good news is if we're wavering, uh, we having things that we are unsure of, we can ask God for help in that. Just like one of the people in the scripture says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Now, you don't want to be going back and forth between two opinions. I believe I don't believe. I believe I don't believe because the word of God also says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Don't think he shall receive anything of the Lord. If we need wisdom, if we need guidance, strategy, instruction, counsel, we can go to God and ask him for those things, even clarity. And he said he gives it to us richly. If you ask God for it, he will give it to you. God, I need help with this. I'm not sure about this. I'm a little afraid of this. I'm having doubts. I know this isn't of you. Please help me and he will help you. So whenever there is a doubt, there's sometimes an uncertainty, but a lot of times what moves us to to not believe or to waver is the circumstance of what it looks like. It's kind of like God saying, you know, this job is yours. And you say, well, they just closed down the company because they had something to go on. But God is, and it's something you believe God has said, this job is yours. The circumstances don't look that way. But then now that's the test of the faith. Am I going to go by what it looks like? Or am I going to go by what God said? God said, that you're going to be a business owner. Okay. You, you're a business owner, but then it's like, okay, I just lost my job or I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent or my mortgage. How am I going to be a business owner? Well, sometimes those circumstances are set up just for you to step out on what he has said. Again, we have to not go by what things look like, but go by what he said. Now that requires skill that requires practice. And the more you begin to move in faith, the easier it becomes to believe God. I remember when he brought me out of this last circumstance. I remember how that situation worked out. You're right. So then it gives you more confidence on the next thing that he has said. But remember, faith without works in the Bible says is dead. We have actions that we have to put to the things we're believing God for. 
if I believe God has called me to a healthy lifestyle or says, you know, you're going to lose weight or you're going to be an athlete. Well, that means I got to start exercising. I have to change my diet. I have to do the part that I can do. And then, of course, God, through his supernatural might, does the rest or does we work together. Doubt comes to rob you of what you're standing on in God. The unbelief is another aspect is to just take you straight out of faith and you cannot allow that to happen. I'm not going to go as deep into that today. Of course, there's so many components to this topic about unbelief and doubt. There's so many layers to it, but I'm going to just speak from this part to say, don't allow the adversary to take you down the road of unbelief and doubt. I know you say, why does she mention the adversary? Because it's not coming from God. It's coming just like in the Garden of Eden. Eden. When the instruction was given, don't eat of this tree. Now, some may say it was an apple, a plum. I, I don't know what kind of fruit. It was a fruit they wasn't supposed to eat. Could have been an orange. Who knows? But he said, don't eat of this. You can have everything, but just don't touch this. And then the Bible says the serpent, this is in Genesis, more craftier than the other beasts, he came and said, put the doubt there. Did God really say? And now the doubt has been placed to pull them out of what was going to give them the life that they're to have. Did God really say, I got to put something against truth to pull and try to sway and to manipulate you out of the promise. And yes, she said, Eve, God did say. He said, oh, okay. Well, God only said that because he know uh, you could become wise and, and, and you'll be like him to know good and evil. Well, okay, I guess it looks good to the eyes. And then she ate the forbidden fruit. And of course, she gave some to her husband, Adam. And then, you know, the rest of the story. But here's the thing. Did God really say he was there to pose doubt? And of course, thank God for Jesus, the redemptive plan. But this is still happening today. Did God really say, oh, no, you don't really have to do that. Oh, well, that's not going to come to pass. You too old. You too young. Well, you make mistakes. Does God really love you? All these things are to put doubt there so that the enemy can come in and have a field day. But we're not going to allow that, right, team? We're not allowing that. We're going to stand on what God says in his word. Therefore, that means we have to read his word. We have to know what the promises of God is. So when anything contrary comes to our mind to put doubt there, we have the word of God to counter it. So then we're going to stand on what the Lord has said. We're not going to doubt in this season. And then unbelief is when you just decide, you know what? I don't believe this no more. I don't believe in the promises of God. 
I don't believe that if I go do wrong, there's consequences for my actions. The Bible says, whatever a man or a woman sows, that shall you also reap. God is not mocked. Um, because the deception is to pull you in unbelief so that you're doing things that you're not supposed to do. But I want you to do what God said in his word. Love. Treat people nice. Act right. Some of you he is told to give. Some of you he is told to start businesses, change careers, be at home, uh, talk to your wife right, talk to your husband right, take care of your family. Whatever those things are, I want you to go forth in it. Don't let the seduction of this world seduce you through, you know what, you're missing out on something. No, you're not missing out on anything. You just got to build your faith and your trust in the Lord and know that he is with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And don't be wavering. And if you are wavering on some things, remember what I said a few minutes ago, God will help you. God help me. Help my unbelief. Help me to believe. Help me to stand firm. Help me to trust and not doubt. To not be fearful. To be afraid. To be proud. But to be humble before you. This is just a brief topic on this. And we'll be dealing with this a little bit in the future. But hopefully this encourages you somewhere out there in listening land. Know that I am always happy to talk with you and to sit with you. And we're going to do great things in this kingdom of God that he has us here. The unbelief spirits we don't claim. The doubt to cause us to give up the promise of God like what happened in the Garden of Eden. We're not going to claim. We're going to stand when God tell us something. We're going to push out all the negative voices all the negative influences and we're going to stand on the word of God stand on the promise and when it don't come to pass in the time frame that you want or don't come to pass exactly like you want trust God trust God trust God and obey all right God bless you Lift up your head, lift up your head. I just want to take a moment to say you are great. You are blessed. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You are going higher and God is with you. Don't let nothing stop you. Oh, and there will be times that we feel discouraged or maybe feel like, when does it all end? Or when does it happen for me? Know that if God has given you a promise, it shall come to pass. Do the work because faith without works is dead that he has assigned you to do. And watch your God, your heavenly father move on your behalf. As you're moving towards your destiny and your purpose, enjoy life. Smell the roses, as they say. Take a walk in the park. Take a vacation. Take a trip. Visit a family member. Enjoy the journey. This is your season. This is your turn. This is your day. And know that the best is here. The best is now. And you shall come forth pure as gold. The Lord loves you. 
I love you, and thank you for tuning in. A little small word of encouragement. Hope you are inspired and definitely come back and listen for more. Bye-bye.